Welcome to the Sonic Truth Podcast. The Sonic Truth is brought to you by Advertising Week 360 and Veritonic, the audio intelligence platform. And now, part two of my conversation with Rishad Tabakawala. So the first connected age began in 1993-1994. Now I do know that the internet existed before, online existed before, Prodigy existed before, all of that is fine. But when Tim Berners-Lee in Switzerland snorted out with you know the World Wide Web in 93 and Andreessen did his little Netscape browser in 94, or Mosaic or whatever, is when this thing actually began. And in that era, human beings connected to Transact which is now known as Amazon, as an example, and they connected to discover and inform themselves, which is Google. In 2007, we entered the second connected age. We were connected to everybody because of social media, like Facebook, and we were connected all the time because of smartphones, like Apple. Do you think those two things went together? They happened at the same time. Social media and, and, and mobile, I think, uh, needed each other, but they could have both been independent, but together they went on fire, right? But the developments were separate. So what basically happens is the ability to create an e-commerce stack was different than a search stack. But those were the big things that came out because it was satisfying human needs. I want to transact and I want to basically discover. No one had thought as a human being, I want to talk to everybody because it was not possible besides the telephone to talk to everybody. So someone invented, hey, you can talk to anybody and everybody. But then nobody said, I can be connected all the time because you have to go home and dial up the internet. But now you have the smartphone, right? And, and by the way, the first age went on steroids onto the second age. So you can now do search on your mobile phone and obviously transact on your mobile phone and, and all kinds of stuff. And search went into things. A couple of years, three, four years ago, we entered the third connected age. And in the third connected age, we had four different finds of connection. And all of them are in its early stage. And when you think about, when I explain to people, look, the first connected age created not only monster companies like Amazon and Google, but created the whole idea of e-commerce and search, which never existed before that. The second age created the entire age of mobility, apps, social media, which never existed before that. And that changed advertising, it changed marketing, Right, it gave birth to companies like Uber and Airbnb, the first one basically. Right, so it, it it was massive. Now think about those two still going strong, those two ages and those four drivers, those four horsemen, joined by four new horsemen, each of which are more powerful than each of those individual horsemen. Right, in potential. So the one which is very clear, more powerful than all of them, and used by all of them, is when data connects to data which is machine learning, which is the flavor of AI that works particularly well. And wow, okay, we got one. Second is much faster forms of connection, 5G. So as I mentioned, I am basically on a uh, Google Fiber line, which basically gives me, and because it's hardwired Ethernet, it basically gives me one gigabyte up and one gigabyte down. That's fantastic. I also have a Comcast, the fastest I can get from Comcast. And that gives me 500 or 600 megabytes up or down. But I use that primarily as wireless, so I get 200 to 300, right? But if I go to the Verizon store in Chicago and stand there with a Verizon-equipped 5G phone, 
I get four gigabytes, which is four times faster than the fastest internet you can get today for someone's home, right? And by the way, one gigabyte is 20 times faster than the average internet speed at people's homes. So four gigabytes is 100 times faster than the internet speed that most people have at home for video. So now think about that. Now add a third one. You can basically, you are connected to unlimited storage and computing because of the cloud. And finally, the fourth one is you can access all of this through a simple interface called voice. And in the future, there'll be AR and VR. So you feel those four together, like for example, we use machine learning, we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have, I don't know what I'd be doing if not for machine learning. What I say, look, you already got a third generation device in your home. The third generation device you've got in your home you know, three of the four components is a Google Home or Alexa. Right. And, and do you, do you feel like machine learning kind of feeds those other three as kind of so a... It, it, they, they all feed each other because here's what begins to happen is machine learning can't work without cloud. But once you have 5G, it can be then distributed to devices all over the place when you're on the walking around. But the, the fact is, if you really make it really explosive, like why do you believe today the biggest user market not dollars earned, but the bigger user market for Google in the world is India, right? So there are two reasons for it. One is because it's not allowed in China and India's got a billion people. But India is a billion people of which 400 million people can't read or write. How do they, why, what are they doing? Google has basically everything translated into 27 languages and they use voice. So they speak and they get their answers through voice. So half a billion people in the world have entered the age because of voice interface. And then that connectivity obviously opens that fire hose. Right, and there's a company in India called Geo, which actually Google and a lot of people have invested in, which is called Geo Broadband Platform. And Geo basically went into India, or was in India, and they offered free 3G internet and almost free phones. And they basically went from zero to 300 million subscribers in two and a half years. And then there's a geo platform, which is now what Facebook has invested in and a bunch of people have invested in. And so the other reason why I'm so high on voice is it's the global language because you can just speak. You don't need anything else because in effect, the number one app in the World Cup was basically Google Translate. You could speak in English, it would convert in Russian. Today, does it so fantastically well? It's amazing well. that the real-time translation that's available today. Yeah. Um, the, again, that wasn't there five years ago. So you're, you're combining right. and, a lot of those things. And that's the so. other thing why I'm so high on voice, because it's the global translating language. We'll be right back. How do marketers use insights, like you're hearing on this program, to run more effective campaigns on podcasts, radio, streaming services, and more? By informing every decision with data from the Veritonic Audio Intelligence Platform. Click the link in the episode description to get our infographic that demonstrates how data can work for you now. From leveraging the most effective voice for an ad to knowing how you stack up in the market and forge deeper relationships with customers through sound. Quick aside, actually. So like voice is a part of this. Sonically, you know, obviously music music feeds into this. What we've observed, I'm curious to hear your perspective on this. We observed a, a shift from the emphasis, and we we used to look a lot at music, 
and and how important music would be in the context of video and some of these other things. And, and over the last five years, and it started at first, we didn't see it because we were in it. And then over, we started waked up, woke up one day and was like, wow, not only is voice at more places, it's more important. But it's also more powerful, like a, like a voice. Actually, the variance in responses you see to somebody's voice exceeds uh, in many cases, not in every case, but in many cases, the response to music, the human voice is is is, is just central. And and do you do you see that continuing? And, and, and yes, I, the the reason the reason I basically say that is th- there is a quote I wrote down, and I don't know who said it, but it's not me, which was music takes you where you want to go, right? voice takes you to whom you want to go. Ooh, that's a good quote. I don't know who said that either, but the I... The second I, one is mine. The first one... So the riff is mine. Why, why voice is so powerful. But the original one, music, is where, you know, takes you where you want to go. It's somebody I read and I forgot to take it down. But then I said, hey, well, the but voice takes you, you know, to whom you want to go, which is more powerful because it's not only a place... It's, 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 it's a personal, person. too. I think it, it's, it's the response to voice is so much more yeah. innate. Right. And so, you know, when people talk about you want to personalize at scale, right? Well, you really want to personalize intimacy and voice allows you to do that. And so, yeah, we get asked this a or lot. Or scale like, intimacy. We get asked this a lot. Like, you know, whenever you're doing measurement and and just quantifying different things. You know, back when I was doing multivariate testing online, it was always, well, you know, why wouldn't we just copy Amazon's click here button? Or, or if, you know, if, if, if you tell me the best version of a web page, you know, I'll just use that and it'll work. Obviously, that's not true, right? And so... But you look at voice in particular, it's such a rich piece of content. There's no right voice, right? There, there's however many people are in the world, that's how many right voices there are for that moment. I mean, that, and, and what that changes daily. So it, it seems so deep to me. It, it, yeah, so here's what happens is when the, new, when the new iPhone came out, and you know, I see this in my car and I see it in a big places, it allows you to do certain things. Right. Like, for instance, it allows you to, you know, choose language. It allows you to choose female voice, male voice. It allows you to choose accent. Right. So I can actually choose now the accent. So it's like an Indian person speaking to me. What I was disappointed with is why couldn't they basically say, get someone's voice who you care about, record it. And that's how she or he. You're just you have high expectations. I was happy with <laughs> with male, female. Yeah. You wanted and to be my, personalized. My, the, the reason is, you probably know this because of where you are, but I rewatched a movie that for me was very impactful. And it was you know, the Spike Jones movie, Her. Where you know, I've never seen that. I should... you, so you need, you need to see this. I'll tell you why you need to see this. Because I re-saw it. Because what I tend to do is I'm like a bit of a dumbass. So I sometimes have to see things like three, four years later. And I get it the second time. And I think the reason I get it the second time is I've learned a little bit more, so I actually understand what the hell is going on. Uh, so, and then I, so, but what happens is it's a very simple concept, and the concept basically is the person is living in the near future, and it's this craze, you know, amalgamum of Hong Kong, Singapore, New York, whatever. There's a operating system which is increasingly inter- intelligent, like Siri, who speaks to him in his ear. Right. And says, you have this appointment coming. He says something. The voice of the operating system is Scarlett Johansson. Just her voice. Okay, Um, And he basically falls in love with his operating system. (laughs) It's deep. But his operating system is learning so fast that she outgrows him. But the two things is 
he has fallen in love with a voice. After they filmed the movie, they changed the lady whose voice it was and they made it was Scarlett Johansson's voice. And part of the reason why it works for all of us is when we hear a voice, we think Scarlett Johansson, right? Which is, which, is, which, is, which is very different than if we didn't know who the voice was. But the thing is, he fell in love with a voice. And that is the power of where this is basically going. And operating systems at its highest level will speak to you. You won't be looking at them. They'll speak to you. They'll be inside you. I'm, I'm ready. Bring it on. Why, why did voice come later? The, the, the two reasons, there are two reasons for it. One is, I think it was Ernest Hemingway who basically said, if I had more time, I would have written you a shorter letter. Okay. You know, like, what I'm very proud about, like when they selected the seven best books, strategy and business, seven best books this year, uh, my book was half the size of every other book. Okay. And the difference is mine was wonderfully edited. It wasn't me. I, 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 I edited myself, but I had world-class editors who basically said, like, respect somebody's time, right? So we sweated out the details of this. So what happens is the stuff that's the easiest to do as an intake for a human being is the hardest to program because, you know, in effect, it is easier to program a page, which is what we originally started with, than a picture, than a moving picture. The hardest thing to do is sound. That's a quote we're definitely going to take from you. And I think it becomes, I think in some ways it hides in plain sight. So people take it for granted and they don't realize in the in a very visually focused world how difficult it is. And it's one of those things that you, when it's, when it's wrong, you know right away, but you don't know why. And it's really hard to get right. A world-class editor and sound editor called Walter Murch. He did things like the English patient, etc. And he basically talks about how hard it is to do sound design relative to video design. Because he said, sound design, I have to work with memory. Video design, I just have to basically work with someone's eyes. So in one particular case, you're working with my eyes. In the other case, you're working with my mind. We kind of come back to that place of, of sound being central to the to our mind, to our existence. We talked about what's coming next. We talked about brands and communicating. When you're in something, it's really hard to understand where you are. I love I loved where you kind of said we were in the third inning. Obviously, COVID happened. It's hard to ignore what's happened over the last year. And I think it had an impact on virtually every industry and, and everything. What, is, what do the next three to six months look like? And do you think kind of coming out of the pandemic, hopefully... Does that impact audio specifically in any way or are we just kind of lumped in with everything else or something sp specifically happening to the world of audio in the very near term? So in the very near term, I wrote something this Sunday in my newsletter. It was called The River of Change. Oh, by the way, sorry to interrupt you right there. I have to though. Everyone should subscribe to that newsletter. It's free. When we, we chatted a couple weeks ago, I did. And, it, and it's, the, it's, it's made it into my kind of weekend uh, you know, reading and it's, it's short, it's to the point and you learn something every time. I just want to, you know, un, unpaid, un, unpaid endorsement. Fantastic. And it's at rishad.substack.com. So rishad.substack.com. But the, the, what I wrote this Sunday called a river of change, right? Which has really resonated because it's been read, even though by, I very quickly in about 16 weeks gone from zero to 4,300 subscribers, but many of these things get passed along. 
so that one has already been read around 11,000 times in the last three days. And I've got a lot of feedback and a lot of pass alongs. But in that river of change, I speak about what's coming in, in immediately, but also moving into the next 10 years. And so those are really, we have to basically think that broadly that globalization is not dead, but globalization is becoming an Asian flavored globalization and not only a US flavored globalization. I've talked about the three connected ages that we talk about and the impact it will have on society when these four things happen. I've talked about the fact that there is nothing like a red state and a purple state, that those were not the, or the blue state, those were not the divides. The real divide was basically between rural and urban, your color and your age, young and old, right? And as a result, my underlying basic belief is that what you need to basically do is pay a lot of attention to the other part of what you don't understand. So if you're an older person, pay attention to younger people, younger people pay attention to older people, etc. So the first thing I'd basically tell everybody is as we go into the future, don't assume that you are coming back. Think about restarting. Not restarting, but starting anew. That there's something very, very important. And there'll be a lot of federated changes. When specifically for next year, specifically these changes will happen, but next year will actually be more dramatic in challenges than this year, not for health reasons, but because of the impact of the vaccine. There are going to be very interesting issues as to, for instance, will a business allow an employee to return without a vaccine? And if they don't, will they be sued that they're basically being told what to do? Number one. Number two is when you have five different vaccines, which is what we're likely to have, we already have three, and you have social media with its ranting of rage, what is that? Because there will be some of these vaccines will have bad side effects. Not anybody will die, but there'll be some bad side effects. What does that mean, right? This social media is going to be more challenged than ever before because of the vaccine, ever before. Think about the fact globally, seven billion people have to basically be inoculated. So you've seen nothing about the seismic change in business, society, social media, nothing. People are just asleep at the wheel. Do you think, uh, actually, so I'm really curious about this, and not to get off on a tangent, but like the, the, the news of the vaccine versus the reality of the vaccine yes, yes. seem to be fundamentally disconnected. You kind of talked about what, what it is and what it can be yeah, earlier. My whole thing is between the idea and the reality falls the shadow. We're about to enter the shadow, right? It's, this is a good thing, but we're going to enter the shadow. So those are some of the immediate things. Now, in that, the reason why I believe that sound itself will be very, very sort of important is because I think there'll be a lot of people who will retreat away from the cacophony into their own heads, right? That what has basically happened is at some particular stage, every media will be so sick to look at, including, by the way, people who are fixated and self-oppressing themselves by seeing some of these social media things will themselves like not know what the hell to do and they'll retreat right into their own little things and sound will be the way they'll retreat because they'll be able to go into it. And do remember that one of the things that is sound-based, that has been an explosive business during these times, have been all these meditation apps like Calm. So that's, I th I'll see more of that. Hopefully that helps. Good. Yeah, we need to we need to all just meditate. I think for a little bit. That's a that's a whole other episode to Perfect. talk about the uh, the role sound has played in 
in politics, in social media, and all yes. these other things. We'll, we'll save that for another day. So, Fantastic. Yeah, so we'll look, thank you so much. We've learned a ton. I know I've learned a ton, and, and hopefully this is the continuation, or really the start. I know you've spoken a lot, and I've seen you speak. I hope everybody will, will sign up for your newsletter and, and, and read your book. But also, like you know, I think if we are in the third inning of this, this isn't the last time we're going to talk about this. Absolutely. And my stuff will be moving fast enough that, you know, maybe we can do this annually or whatever. <laughs> you know. We'll do our, do, yeah, our, our, we'll just save it for the end of every year. It can be the, the, uh, the jewel on yeah. top of our season. So look, thank you so much. And just in, in parting, you know, where can, I know we mentioned your newsletter for our listeners and we can put links in the, in the, on the page where, where's a great place to find you, to find your book, to, to find what you're up to or where sure. you might be speaking. So the single best place to go to is go to, my first name, second name, so com, and everything is there from my Twitter handles to part, uh, you know, to basically, like, if once I get the recording of this, I'll link to it there, besides social media, or everything is there. Uh, you don't even have to spell my name or my full name. All you have to do is type in R-I-S-H-A-D into Google, and it shows up. Okay. Uh, that's good or good? Really? Yeah, that's all you have to do. How did you manage you just that? put in Rishad, and the, that's the first thing that shows up. Uh, and then you click There's on that. There's a lot that. of Rishads out there. You, I, I want to know how you pulled that off. There's, there are ways of doing it. So you just, you, 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 I'm not as dumb as I look. So <laughs> you basically put, plug that in, that, that comes in. And, and then, you know, people can basically, they, they can read also about my book, including, uh, and then if they want to see if I'm a good writer or not, they can write, read my newsletter or my blog, right? Uh, and they can sample it and they can figure out whether it's basically good. And the same thing, if they go into Amazon and type in R-I-S-H-A-D, my book shows up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for, for coming on today. This has been, uh, it's just an exciting, exciting day for the Sonic thank Truth, you. exciting day for, for me. And, and so thank you so much. How do marketers use insights like you're hearing on this program to run more effective campaigns on podcasts, radio, streaming services, and more by informing every decision with data from the Baritonic Audio Intelligence Platform. Click the link in the episode description to get our infographic that demonstrates how data can work for you now, from leveraging the most effective voice for an ad to knowing how you stack up in the market and forge deeper relationships with customers through sound.